Coming up, we'll take a broad look at the markets, what came before, and what's coming next. From Thrivent Asset Management, welcome to Episode 5 of Advisors Market 360, a podcast for you, the driven financial advisor. In this episode, we will look back at the quarter that was, and then we'll do a little prognosticating about second quarter of 2021. First, let's rewind and take a look at what transpired in first quarter. We had Mark Simonstead, Chief Investment Strategist at Thrivent, help us make sense of the numbers. The vaccine rollout led to optimism that the economy was on its way to a recovery. Because of this, the stock market continued to surge to new records. The S&P 500 finished the first quarter of 2021 up 5.77%, and then on April 1st, sailed past 4,000 for the first time ever. Bond yields also rose to their highest yields since the start of the pandemic on inflation concerns, as Congress approved another $1.9 trillion in pandemic-related stimulus funding. Oil prices have also been on the rise lately, with airline and highway travel continuing to increase. In the first quarter, the price of West Texas Intermediate, a grade of crude oil used as a benchmark in oil pricing, rose just shy of 22%. After a sharp rise in January, personal income decreased by 7.1% in February, and consumer spending decreased by 1%, according to a report issued on March 26th by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. The decline was attributed to a drop in unemployment benefits and pandemic-related supplemental income payments. However, the recently enacted stimulus bill should put more money into consumers' pockets and lead to higher levels of consumer spending. After a large leap in retail sales in January, sales dipped by 3% in February, according to the Department of Commerce retail report issued March 16th. However, retail sales were still up 6.3% from the same period a year earlier. Total sales from December 2020 through February 2021 period were up 6% from the same period a year ago. Non-store retail sales, primarily online, dropped 5.4% for the month, but were still up almost 26% from a year earlier. Auto sales were down 4.2% for the month, but still up 9.2% from a year earlier. Department store sales were down 8.4% for the month, and still down 14.5% from a year earlier. Nearly every sales category was down for the month except gasoline station sales, which rose 3.6%, reflecting a rise in gasoline prices and an increase in demand. Retail sales are expected to pick up going forward, aided by the recent round of stimulus checks and the gradual resurgence of stores, restaurants, and other businesses as the pandemic recedes. Through the first two months of 2021, the utility and consumer staple sectors of the S&P 500 dipped a bit, with both sectors sinking into negative territory, but they bounced back nicely in March with utilities jumping nearly 10.5% to lead all sectors, and consumer staples moving up 8.2%. Other sectors posting strong gains for the month were industrials, up almost 9%, and materials, up about 7.5%. There were some big winners in the first quarter. Energy led the way as air and motor travel picked up and the economy began to rebound. It was up 30.9% for the quarter, followed by financials, up almost 16%, and industrials, up 11.4%. At the bottom of the list was 2020's leader, Information Technology, up only 1.7% for March, and just short of 2% for the quarter. With the first quarter in our rearview mirror, what's the market outlook for the second quarter of 2021? Again, Mark Simonstead shares his thoughts. Spoiler alert, he sees solid economic growth on the horizon. The current environment for the investment markets remains very dynamic as investors incorporate a multitude of factors in developing appropriate strategies for their portfolios. 
But the central theme is the pandemic and its effects on business strategies, government policies, and consumer behaviors. Some of the major shifts in the market that began in the fourth quarter of 2020 have continued into the new year, but not in a steady progression. As positive evidence of the effectiveness of the vaccine and their distribution has become more apparent, the market continued to respond by factoring in the increasing probability of a durable reopening of the economy. Mobility is a new metric that can only be measured through ubiquitous cell phone and GPS tracking. This data is considered a good precursor to stronger economic activity. As COVID infection rates have declined and vaccination rates have grown, mobility metrics have moved up considerably, indicating that people are starting to engage in the economy again. Government policies have injected enormous amounts of cash into consumers' pockets and provided access to abundant low-cost capital for corporations. Consumers have considerable wherewithal to spend, and corporations are confident they have solid funding to accommodate increasing levels of demand. As always, the bond market has been a key indicator regarding the direction of the economy. Since the beginning of the year, long-term interest rates are up three-quarters of a percent, while short-term rates, anchored by the policies of the Federal Reserve, or Fed, have remained unchanged. This movement of yields on longer maturity bonds rising faster than yields on shorter maturity bonds is known as a steepening yield curve. Historically, this has been one of the best indicators of impending economic growth. However, these developments have also contributed to growing anxiety about the potential for rising inflation, which has been dormant in recent years. Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, or TIPS, are now pricing in rising inflation. Commodity prices have surged and housing prices have vaulted higher. Meanwhile, reported inflation statistics remain at about 1.5% and are not confirming the growing market concern. However, inflation is a lagging indicator. It is expected that inflation could hit at least the Fed's long-held target of 2%, based on widespread shortages caused by the pandemic's impact on supply chains, massive liquidity in the system, and pent-up demand. Rising interest rates and expected economic improvement continue to drive investor rotation from the long-winning growth sectors of the economy to the economically sensitive areas, as well as the value in small-cap equity sectors. It is also fueling growing interest in industries oriented to energy, financial services, and consumer discretionary products. This rotational shift, which began with startling force in November 2020, has shown some signs of waning recently. The small-cap sector, which continued to surge at the start of the year, has now pulled back, and the large-cap growth sector is showing signs of re-establishing its strength. However, this may be just another blip in an up-and-down trend that characterized the first quarter of this year. So, what are the key areas that will influence the direction of the economy and the markets for the balance of 2021? While the following factors are interrelated, most are currently moving in a trend that remains supportive of the economy and the equity market, but not the bond market. Factor number one, vaccination. After a halting start, the national vaccination effort has really picked up speed. Significantly, mitigating the virus remains the single biggest issue to support economic activity and reinforce investor confidence that the country and the world is moving past the challenges of the pandemic. However, this vaccination effort is now a race against the COVID variants that are now accelerating and threatening to trigger a fourth wave of infection. Also, other parts of the world, especially Europe, are lagging in their vaccine efforts relative to the U.S. Factor number two, employment. As the virus mitigation and vaccine efforts continue, the employment picture has significantly improved. It is expected that the surge in hiring will continue and that the return of paychecks will augment government support programs in providing healthy support to the economy. Factor number three, consumer spending. The consumer seems poised to go on a spending spree as the economy reopens. 
Armed with a record level of savings, an improving jobs market, and the rising wealth created by the surging stock and housing markets, the consumer will be a powerful contributor to growth as the year progresses. Factor number four, supply problems. As pent-up demand is met by expected consumer spending, supply problems may become an obstacle to rebuilding supply chains. Factor number five, government spending. The Biden administration is now moving to enact an ambitious program to provide long-term support to the economy through infrastructure investment and social program spending. The price tag for this initiative is significantly larger than the emergency policy steps that were enacted over the past year. However, the cost would be stretched over a longer time frame. Central to this plan is the proposal to significantly increase corporate and some personal tax rates, as well as to increase the rate on capital gains, which could negatively impact the stock market. And factor number six, inflation. Such large spending programs, on top of the trillions that have already been injected into the economy in response to the pandemic, could lead to inflation problems. A surge in inflation could seriously depress bond and stock prices. In fact, the bond market has already felt the impact of these concerns. Our view is that the fundamentals of the economy are quite sound. The consumer is in very good shape. Corporations are dealing with the pandemic with surprising success. And the government is in total support mode. It is hard to bet against such a trifecta of support. However, interest rates are rising in response to inflation concerns, and stock valuations are quite high. If the economy continues its rapid recovery path from the depth of the pandemic, corporate earnings should support the higher stock valuations. However, if earnings begin to disappoint or interest rates start moving to uncomfortably high levels, markets will likely falter. Finally, Tax policy is currently somewhat of a wild card, given that policy ideas are just that, ideas, not legislation. However, if higher taxes were to become a reality, investors may be prudent to reduce exposure to stocks. Markets could give back the roughly 10% increase they enjoyed when corporate taxes were lowered in 2017. For individual investors, this is not a time to be aggressively positioning portfolios, but to remain invested with a slightly cautious bent. Value, small cap, and mid cap sectors still seem to offer value, but their significant outperformance relative to the large cap growth sectors is not likely to persist. Thanks for listening to this episode of Advisors Market 360. All episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Learn more about us at thriventfunds.com and find other items of interest to you, the driven financial advisor. Bye for now. All information and representations herein are as of April 6, 2021, unless otherwise noted. Actual investment decisions made by Thrivent Asset Management LLC will not necessarily reflect the views expressed. This information should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or product. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific financial needs, objectives, goals, time horizon, and risk tolerance. Thrivent Asset Management, a division of Thrivent, offers financial professionals a variety of investment products to help meet their clients' needs. Thrivent Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA and SIPC and is a subsidiary of Thrivent, the marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. 